I don't think, there we go. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Well, isn't God good? God bless you. You can be seated. Brother Regan did ask me when I stepped on the platform if I would preach. I told him I'd pray about it. I did. And so I came to hear him preach. <laughs> Amen. I really did not come. That is why I didn't call him. I was going to use one of my voices to call him. And uh, I, I thought, well, if I do that, he'll, you know, he'll put the pressure on and um, but I do love and appreciate your pastor, his wife, their family very, very much. The Riggins have been, as he mentioned, longtime friends of ours. We go way back into the 1900s. Amen. And uh, I know we neither one looked that old, but bless God, here we are. But, well, yes, right. I know I don't look that old, but... Um, but we do love the Riggins, and uh, as, as uh, uh, Brother Riggin mentioned, we've been friends for a long, long time. What a blessing it has been for us to have been able to call uh, Brother and Sister Riggin, our friends. Uh, he was with us last year in the fall, uh, preaching for us, and what a phenomenal job. And he has always done a great job for us, and I know that you realize here at New Life, how blessed you are to have Pastor Riggin as your pastor. What a man of God he is. You know, our pastor, Brother Cher, was my pastor. Uh, all of my, uh, I got prayed through under Brother Hus Cher, and he baptized me up until his death in 2002. But he used to make this statement. He'd say that preachers are a dime a dozen, but men of God are hard to come by. And Brother Riggin is a man of God, and I... Every time he stepped to the pulpit, whether it was at our place or a conference somewhere, he has always blessed my soul, and I love and appreciate him very, very much. And, and so we, uh, we were, uh, were flying out tomorrow. We came in town for a conference, and, uh, and uh, I thought, well, you know what? I want to come by and just be with our friends for a little while. I was hoping and praying. As a matter of fact, I called one of his friends to... I was thinking that somebody came along with him to preach uh, today. That's what I was hoping for, and uh, but uh, couldn't figure out if that was the case. I was going to call the church and find out if someone, what was going on for the revival service or special speakers and whatever. But nonetheless, we, we are honored to be here. Um, we would have been here much earlier, but... We were we got stuck by a stopped by a train. I can't remember the last time we got, and so the train got just about past, and here comes another one from the other way on another track, and uh, so we uh, we just had a prayer meeting right there in the car until we got here. Amen. But uh, again, it is an honor and a privilege to be here this morning. When I woke up, God did lay something on my heart. I I really honestly was not. Uh, desiring to preach. I wasn't intending on preaching. Uh, we actually scheduled a couple of days after the conference to, um, to just take a little bit of time off. And uh, since we've been, we've been going through quite a deal at home, Sister Craig's stepfather just passed away. Funeral was last weekend, and we had um, uh, the eldest uh, saint in our church just passed away prior to that, uh, Sister Connie uh, was 79 years old. She was the oldest person in our church. What a saint of God she was. 
what, a, what an honor it was to pastor her. And we had a lot of other things going on, so we, we uh, had decided to go ahead and take a couple of extra days before we went back home. And I, I don't know that I'd rather spend it any other way than just with friends. And again, Brother, R- Brother and Sister Riggin have been true f- friends of ours through the years, and it has been an honor to be with them. Now, he asked Sister Craig to sing. Uh, You notice he didn't ask me to sing. There is a reason for that because he is very much aware of the fact that I learned to sing in prison. Amen. I learned how to sing in Sing Sing. And that's why I'm always behind a few bars and can't find the right key. So that's why he didn't ask me to sing. So, And after all the good singing that you all have already uh, experienced, you wouldn't really want to hear that, I promise you. But I do have something. God did lay a little something on my heart this morning, and it just kind of uh, grew into, uh, you know, to where I, I thought, well, if he has me testify, I'll share a little bit. And uh, I, that's what I was hoping for. But I want to draw your attention tonight to Mark, the ninth chapter, and uh, just want to read. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have had, it's been a good while since we've been here, and uh, I, I immediately noticed how nice and uh, everything is, how clean and neat. And um, uh, one thing that you may not be aware of, but um, pre-service prayer is something that is dying in a lot of our ranks, and I am so thankful to, and I expected that very much, uh, would be the case, but to hear the saints of God calling upon the name of the Lord as you approach the house of God, what a beautiful sound that is. And I know Pastor Riggin feels the same way, uh, don't ever let that die. I, I tell our folks the best way to have church is to have church before church, and that's the way it works, and and so thank you very much for the warm... Uh, I forget which brother it was, I believe this brother right here, remembered my name. It's been a while since we've been here. I barely remember my name. Amen. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So, but uh, that's been a number of years ago, but uh, we, we appreciate the warm welcome. And Brother Riggin, it is an honor to stand behind this desk, uh, whether to testify, and that's probably all it will be, but to testify or to preach or whatever, to know the caliber of man that fills this desk on a daily, on a regular weekly basis. It is an honor, and I'm very humbled to, to do that. But in Mark chapter 9, verse number 14, the Bible says, When he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes um, questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude 
answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which have a dumb spirit. Now, let me pause here. I've dealt with a lot of dumb spirits. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, uh, and I'm sure your pastor has as well. But I think the word dumb here is in a different context than the spirit that we were dealing with. But nonetheless, let me move on. Verse 18. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer your uh, suffer you? Uh, bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath Cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose." Please allow me to read again verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. I want to just take a few moments tonight and talk to you for a little while from the subject, acting on a maybe. Acting on a maybe. I'm going to ask Pastor, if he would, to pray and ask the Lord's help the remainder of this service. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Amen. Jesus asked this man, how long ago has it been since this came on your son? And so... The man replied, since he was a child, since he was a young, young child. Since that time, the Spirit tore him. It was day after day, and obviously here, year after year. Uh, This young boy, this young man, now gnashing and foaming at the mouth, pining away. Uh, That's what this man and his family had to deal with on a regular basis, day by day. no doubt there were times of hope. We, you've dealt with spirits or uh, casting out spirits or people that have been demon-possessed. 
you will understand sometimes the spirit that uh, is controlling them will lie dormant for a little while. And no doubt that is what was take, has, had taken place here. Uh, there could have been times of hope, possibly uh, mom and dad and uh, the family thought there were uh, uh, there was some improvement. Maybe there uh, he's going to get through this. Maybe he's going to be normal like uh, the other children, only to have their hopes dashed uh, in pieces time and time again. Amen. Before I go any farther with this thought, let me just throw this in. Romans uh, 14 and 23, the Bible says, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Amen. Now, with that being said, I want us all to also understand that we are all prey to doubt. As long as we are in this life, the devil will do everything that he possibly can to spark doubt in our minds. Amen. The devil uses fear. Fear is the exact opposite of faith. Fear moves the hand of the devil as faith moves the hand of God. And the devil will always try as long as we are living in this life, as long as we are traversing down the straight and narrow pathway. He, he doesn't take vacations. He doesn't take time off. Amen. He will always try to attack the church. We are the body of Christ. Amen. And the enemy will do everything that he can to cause you and I to stumble. Whatever he can to get our attention diverted from the cause of the body, which of course is to seek and to save that which is lost. If he can somehow get us to turn inward, Amen. As opposed to reaching out, amen, to a lost and a dying world, he understands that a good part of his job is done. But he will always, always be on uh, the, the move to hinder and to, if possibly, deceive the very elect if he can. Well, somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. And so we are, we are fighting on a daily basis. Doubt comes, uh, it tries to make inroads to all of us. But uh, every day things happen uh, to try to weaken our faith. As I mentioned a moment ago, fear, uh, if he can somehow strike fear into your mind, uh, he, he, can, he can start to work. If he can get his foot in the door, he can begin to make some inroads. Well, somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. But we do know that perfect love casteth out fear. God is love. And as long as we stay full of the Holy Ghost, as long as we are renewed on a day-by-day -day basis in the spirit of our mind, amen. And as long, listen to this, as long as we stay full of the Holy Ghost, there's no room for anything else. Well, praise the Lord. But the Word of God is still true, even though... Uh, the devil will fight. And the enemy, the scripture teaches us, the enemy, we know the enemy will come in like a flood. Amen. And when he does come in like a flood, we also know that the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. We're not fighting this battle alone. God didn't just shove us out into this world and leave us to ourselves, but he gave us everything that we need to be victorious. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, the, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. We've got everything that we need 
need to be victorious. As Pastor said earlier, everything that we need as a, as a church family to be victorious over every attack of the enemy, amen, there is not a weapon that he can develop that will succeed against the people of Almighty God. Amen. John 14 and 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, Jesus said, I will do it. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying tonight? Matthew 21 and 22, in all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Amen. This man in our text tonight was consumed with doubt. He took his son to the disciples, and obviously he had heard about Jesus. He'd heard about uh, what was going on, the miracles that were taking place in the ministry of our Lord. He probably heard about blinded eyes being opened, lame walking, and deaf ears unstopped, and, and on and on. And, and so he uh, was directed to the disciples of the Lord, and the disciples could not uh, rebuke this devil, could not cast this devil out. And so uh, uh, he had to have been, because he's a human being, and he's lived with the symptoms of this demon possession in his son all of these years. There had to be some disappointment in this man's mind. There had to be a little bit of discouragement, probably a lot of discouragement, amen, that was trying to overwhelm him. I really believe God laid this on my heart tonight, amen, or today to come by just to tell somebody, don't lose faith in God, just keep believing, amen, don't get discouraged, don't listen to the lies of the devil, amen, just keep your eyes on Jesus, and remember the ultimate fix was he took his son to Jesus. And that's where we all find our needs met when we go to the Lord. Amen. This man in our text had enough faith to say, Lord, I believe. But it is also very noteworthy that he said it with tears. He wasn't just, I heard it earlier in the service, he wasn't just going through the motions. Amen. Listen to me, church. We cannot afford to just go through the motions. It's not enough to make it look like we're praying. We've got to pray. It's not enough just to look Pentecostal. We've got to be Pentecostal from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Amen. It's not enough just to act saved. we got to be saved. It's not enough just to be coming to church we are the church let's give the Lord a good hand praise hallelujah this man had enough faith to act on a maybe through all of the disappointments through all of the letdowns even just here with the disciples of the Lord Amen. He had enough faith yet to act on a maybe. And Lord, help my unbelief. I believe. I really believe. But Lord, help my unbelief. I've been under a, a, a siege here. I, I've had to deal. I, I, I've been seeing this over and over and over again. The spirit throwing my child in the fire. My, the spirit throwing my boy in the water. And here is another display. Uh, the devil throws him on the ground and he's pining away and foaming at the mouth. Right there in the presence of the Lord. Amen. But he still had enough faith to say, Lord, I believe. 
believe. Hallelujah. He believed through his past doubts. He believed through his past disappointments. Hallelujah. Amen. He knew where to take the problem, and that was to the Lord. Amen. I was thinking as I was, as I was praying, I got up early this morning, and I didn't wake up grumpy. I let her sleep. And so I tried to pray there in the hotel room quietly and just read and study. And I was praying, uh, uh, you know, kind of under my, uh, under my breath a little bit, whispering a little bit. You know, it's hard to do that. When you're apostolic, it's just really hard to do. And uh, I don't know if it was my getting a little bit excited or, or whatever it was, but I woke up grumpy. Not really. Sister Craig doesn't wake up grumpy. Amen. But nonetheless, I, as, I was, as I was looking at this, my mind went to 2 Kings chapter 7 where we find the story of the four lepers outside the gate of Samaria. Amen. They're, they, they realize we, we don't, we're out of options and they're talking among themselves. We can't, we're, we can't go back into Samaria. Amen. We, we can't stay here. We're going to die anyway. Uh, really, the only thing we can do is go forward into the camp of the enemy and maybe they'll have mercy upon us. And I just want to tell somebody the option, amen, for the church, for the New Testament church is never to go back. Never to go back. And, and also, the, 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 there should never be the option to just stay where we are. Amen. We must, as a people, as a, as a local assembly, as the body of Christ, go forward in Him. Amen. Because that's the only place you're going to find victory, my friend, is when you go forward in Him. And we know the rest of that story, how that God magnified their footsteps and uh, the enemy heard, as it were, armies of men coming and they left, they fled the camp and these four lepers got to the camp of the enemy and they found uh, uh, it totally empty. They had all the food they could eat. They were starving back in the city and here they are. They've got all the food they can eat, amen, all the water they can drink, all the clothes they want, amen, and, uh, and God... God honored their faith. I thought of Esther as the words of Mordecai rang in her ears. Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Let me just tell you something, new life. You don't know but what God put you in this church for this hour and this day. Amen. It was looking bad for the home team, Brother Riggin. Amen. It was looking really bad for the Hebrews. Amen. Uh, uh, Haman was, uh, uh, he was bent on hell to, to destroy the Jews because Mordecai refused to do him umbrage. Uh, 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 and so he, he, he wouldn't bow when everybody else was bowing he made his mind up I'm only bowing to God amen and so because of that uh, things progressed and uh, Haman's building gallows for Mordecai amen but uh, we, we know the story well how Esther amen she realized hey if I petition the king without him bidding me to come I'm putting my life at risk and Mordecai sends this message you don't know honey but what you came to the kingdom uh, for such a time as this amen there is revival, amen, just waiting to happen, amen. There are souls outside the doors of this assembly, outside the four walls of this church, amen. There is revival, amen, waiting to happen, amen. Oh, hallelujah. You don't know, saint of God, amen, but what you came to the kingdom for such a time as this, 
Amen. And so Esther, as the four uh, lepers, uh, Esther also acted on a maybe, and she petitioned the king. And again, we know the rest of the story, how that Mordecai was exalted in Haman's stead, and the very gallows that Haman built for Mordecai, Haman himself was hanged there. Well, somebody say praise the Lord. When Jonah went to Nineveh, amen, he didn't uh, give them much hope in his preaching. Amen. When he went into the city in Jonah 3 and 4, the Bible says, and Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast. They did this uh, acting on a maybe. Amen. Jonah's message didn't give them any hope. He didn't say, you need to repent or God will. He just came in the city and began to preach in 40 days. Amen. You're going to be overthrown. Amen. So the people of Nineveh, and I'm talking about heathen folk. Amen. These weren't Jews. They were not Hebrew folk. Amen. They were a, a godless people. Amen. And so the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. They acted on and maybe, just maybe, uh, we believe the word of God. We know God's word is true, but just, just maybe God, if we'll fast and pray, will hear us. Is anybody hearing me tonight? They had determination to touch God. And faith that God will hear our prayer and see their sacrifice and that God would forgive them of their ungodliness. Amen. I thought this morning of the prodigal son, a story that we are all acquainted with in scripture. Amen. He was at a desperate point in his life after all of the inheritance that his father had given to him was wasted on riotous living. All of his friends now are gone. And of all places, he is in a pig pen eating those uh, fragments that the pig uh, wouldn't eat. And he came to himself in that pig pen. He came to himself and just maybe he acted on a maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe God or my father will forgive me. Just maybe he will let me be as one of his servants. I'm not worthy any longer to be called his son but just maybe if I go back he'll have mercy on me. Amen. I mentioned a moment ago uh, uh, the, the eldest saint in our church, Sister Connie Paul. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful story of God's mercy and God's grace. Her son, Larry, who now is as my right-hand man, he uh, MCs, leads the services at home. He's over our outreach, over Sunday school, and just is a, just a tremendous help. Brother Larry drove by our church. Our church sits on the bypass freeway around Dayton, Ohio, and he used to go by that nearly every day. And uh, he, he uh, as a child, as a young boy, uh, his mom and dad uh, went to an apostolic church in another city. And he remembered, uh, he remembered, the, uh, you know, that, that there was only one God and that Jesus name baptism was right. He knew that that was what he needed to do, but he, God was dealing with him. He kept going by our church. And, and so one day he finally made his mind up that he was going to come. He came in, uh, came to church 
he, he got the Holy Ghost, got baptized, and then his mother, he got his mother to visit a couple of times. And so Sister Connie came. Uh, she would never move, make a move toward God, uh, probably visited two or three times. And as evidence, she wasn't in church. I didn't know her story, didn't know uh, really anything about her at that time. Amen. But uh, we were in revival service, amen, on a Saturday night, and uh, the evangelist was preaching about uh, what you need is in the house. The widow woman that had the two sons, the creditors, were getting ready to take them into debtor's prison. And the prophet told her, he asked her, he said, what's in the house? And she said, all I have is a pot of oil. Amen. So the evangelist preached, what you need is in the house. And that's what he preached that night. What you need is in the house. And, uh, and I used this at, at her funeral, actually. Amen. I made reference to this message. And so uh, he went on to preach about everything that you need uh, to sustain you is in the house. Amen. I want to tell you tonight, uh, a new life, that what you need is in this house. Everything that you need is right here. You don't need to look outside the church. Everything you need, God has provided for you. Everything that you need. And so uh, the, the evangelist concluded with uh, the story of the prodigal son. And he, he was telling the story of this young man. And uh, he kept kept emphasizing what you need is in the house. That night we had several visitors, actually many of her children were there. She had 10 children, and many of them were there that night. And what we didn't know that at uh, 22 years prior, Brother Riggin, she uh, backslid. She left the house of God. She left her husband and her kids. She backslid, moved uh, to Dayton, uh, to our area. And so... She'd been out of church all these years, 22 years, and she felt the devil had her believing this lie that she could never be forgiven for what she did, for leaving God's house, for leaving her husband, for leaving her children. She never remarried. She, she just uh, worked a job, worked, had a very good job, worked a job, and uh, just lived life, and then her son got in church. And so we found this all out later, but she was sitting in that service thinking in her mind the devil had her believing a lie that she could not be forgiven. And so that uh, she's sitting in that service and she said, she prayed this way. She told us later, she said, God, if you will forgive me, have that woman, speaking of my wife, have that woman play and sing, Lord, I'm coming home. And God is our witness. To that point, Sister Craig had never sang that song. God laid it on her heart in that service. She came to the, the keyboard at that time in our old sanctuary. He got on the keyboard and started singing, uh, Lord, I'm coming home. Right before Sister Connie's funeral, I, I pulled the tape from that service. We still had it. And it was in 1996 uh, when this took place. And I pulled that tape and I listened to the message and I I went all the way to the altar call and the evangelist was pulling for souls and then he, I, I took the service and I'm still pulling for souls and you can hear him around the front praying and then, then, then when my wife starts playing that song and singing that song on the tape, you could tell something explosive happened and of course we realized Sister Connie got up out of her pew and came down to the altar and that night God gloriously baptized her 
one more time with the Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you, she acted on a maybe, and God honored it, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you, she was a model saint. She was a model saint. I don't know that we have any had anybody in our church that was more supportive. As a matter of fact, Brother Larry and his wife, Sister D, uh, she was living in their home. They had a mother-in-law suite in their basement, and and uh, as she got sick, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. And uh, she, let me just throw this in. I'm not, I'm not, let me just tell it the way it happened, all right? Uh, Sister Connie, she's diagnosed brain cancer, and uh, they, they told her your options are surgery, chemotherapy, radiation. If that is successful, the best we can offer you is about 12 to 15 months. If you do nothing, you've probably got three to six months. And she told, the, told we couldn't remember, Brother Larry couldn't remember who he told it to. She said it several times to him, but she said, I am not doing anything that's going to cause me to lose my hair. Now, I'm not preaching against chemotherapy, you understand? Amen. She said, I'm not losing, I'm not going to do anything. God gave me my hair. When she came to God, her hair was chopped off. Amen. She said, I'm not going to do anything that's going to cause me to lose my hair. As a matter of fact, her sister, her daughter, one of her daughters told me at the funeral, said, uh, uh, you know, pastor, we tried to get mom after she retired. She worked well into her 70s. She said, we tried to get mom to, to go with us on vacations. And her patented answer was, I'm not missing church. Amen. I told our folks, we need more of that in our church. Amen. I'm not missing church, but she lived a life that was uh, embedded with conviction. Amen. And so uh, uh, she, she, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Living for God. Diagnosed with brain cancer. Hey, let me also say, no pain. She never had any pain. He never had a seizure. They told him to expect a seizure and da-da-da-da-da. Amen. None of that. Amen. She had faith all the way up to the end. Amen. But they put a baby monitor in her room as she got to where she couldn't get up and down. And in the middle of the night, you know, if she needed help, she could just call on them or just uh, they could hear trying to, to get up. And so one night after they first installed that uh, baby monitor in her bedroom. They heard her praying. Amen. They, they told us, tears came to my eyes when they told me they heard her praying. And for about a half an hour, she prayed for Sister Craig and myself, praying, God, bless my pastor. God, help and strengthen my pastor. Here she is dying with cancer. Amen. She's praying for her pastor and his pastor's wife. Amen. But God performed a miracle in that woman's life 22 years prior to that when she acted on a maybe amen I don't know I don't know who's here I you know I don't know I just know a few of you tonight but I feel like I'm talking to somebody I feel like I'm talking to somebody amen I thought about the Syrophoenician woman Amen. That ask for just the crumbs that fall from the table of the children of God. Amen. You realize Jesus ignored her initially. Probably one of the most uh, se severe insults you can offer anyone is just ignore them. And then he basically said, no, I'm not going to give you attention. I'm not going to heal you. I didn't come but for the lost sheep of Israel. And, and, uh, uh, and then he referred to her as a dog 
Amen. Uh, oh, well, I think I'm going to change churches. Who does he think he is? Amen. Ignoring me. Who does he think he is telling me no? Does he not realize who I am? And then has the audacity to refer to her as a dog, but it didn't stop her. The Bible tells us that she fell down and she worshiped him and said, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table. Amen. And this woman acted on a maybe and Jesus noted that her faith was great. Amen. Greater than any place else he seen. Amen. Because she realized my answer is right here. And I want to tell you tonight, your answer is right here. Hey, hey listen, new life, if we could uh, understand, if we could properly discern the body of Christ, we would recognize, amen, Jesus certainly is in this house. I feel his presence, first of all. Amen. But he said this, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. He's in this house, amen, but do you understand that you are the body of Christ, amen? The church is the body of Christ, amen? He is in this house. His spirit is here tonight. It doesn't matter how great the need. As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter how small the need. He is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I'm challenging someone tonight to act on a maybe. Let's give the Lord a good hand praise. Amen. Acts 2 and 12, the Bible says, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? They were amazed, they were in doubt, but they believed the anointed preached word through their amazement and through their doubt. Now I want to say also that it is the anointing that destroys the yoke of doubt. If you will mix the word preached with faith, amen, if you will believe the word of God as your pastor stands behind this desk and he breaks the bread of life, if you will make room in your heart for the word, if you will mix that word with faith and be a doer and not a hearer only, amen, that's what Jesus was talking about. All things are possible to them that believe, amen, and so they believed through their amazement and through their doubt. Peter was preaching it. Of course, this is the birthday of the New Testament church. Peter is preaching new things, things that they had never heard before. He's not pulling any punches. He's preaching against their sin. He's calling them, amen, in essence, murderers. You crucified the Lord of glory. He wasn't trying to impress them with his eloquent speech, amen, but under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, he preached to them, and through their doubt and amazement, 3,000 souls gladly received the word of God, and were added to them that day. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. A new doctrine. New, new. We've never heard anything like this. So what, 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 what sect is Peter from? Where did he come? Where did he learn all this? Amen. Just like the elders noted. Amen. They were, he and John were not educated, but they had been with Jesus. Amen. Matthew 14 and 22. I'm not going to be much longer. Amen. I'm almost through testifying. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship 
and to go before him under the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Amen. Verse 24 says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch, now let me just pause here and say this, they were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. And the wind was contrary. The waves were tossing back and forth, and that was contrary to them. And it wasn't in the first watch. It wasn't in the second or third watch. And sometimes the Lord tarries, and we don't understand all the reasons why. But, but have faith in God and just keep believing Him and keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And I guess if there's a message for somebody here tonight, this is it. Be of good cheer. Amen. Get your, get your eyes up. Amen. I say it this way at home all the time. There's one thing God will not heal. I didn't say can't. One thing he will not. I've seen or I've, I've watched it through 40 Three plus years of living for God over 40 years of ministry. One thing God doesn't heal, and that's carpet burns on the chin. When you come into his house dragging your head so low that your chin's gotten carpet burns on, don't come up here for the pastor to anoint you with oil. Get your head up. Look up. Amen. Your redemption draweth nigh. Look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Amen. And so uh, straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. Amen. You know, just get happy in God. Uh, think yourself happy. Well, praise the Lord. Just like David, he had to encourage himself in the Lord. Maybe nobody else is encouraging you. Sometimes you just got to encourage yourself. Amen. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him, said, Lord, if it be thou, bid, us, uh, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I want you to point out here in Mark's account of this very same event in Mark 6 and 48, he said, And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed them by. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. And I also want to submit to you tonight that if, uh, if you don't cry out to him, there's a good chance he'll pass you by. I pray this way almost on a daily basis, Brother Riggin. Jesus, don't pass me by today. Would you come see about me today? Don't pass me by. Listen to me, new life. Amen. It is time to lift our voices. When the Lord begins to move in our midst, Lord, don't pass us by. Don't turn us away. Don't turn a deaf ear unto us. And so back here to Matthew's rendering of this same account. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. 
Amen. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Amen. So uh, we know what happened. The apostle Peter got his eyes off of Jesus and he got to looking at the waves. Amen. Every time you get your eyes off of Jesus, the only way that you can go is down. But thankfully he knew where to turn. He knew what to do and he cried out, Jesus, Lord, save me. Now the wind, the sea were the controlling forces here. I want you to notice that when Peter got his eyes off of the Lord, he started sinking. Amen. But I, I want to again submit to you tonight, if you will cry out unto him, if you will keep your eyes on him, amen, the devil will always try to divert your attention. Our, our old pastor used to say, whatever gets your attention will eventually get you. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Just keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen. He will grant you the power to walk on top of whatever it is that seems to be controlling you. Circumstances of life. You, you could, I mentioned it a moment ago. You can be right in the middle of the will of God doing exactly what Jesus commanded you to do and a storm blows up. I feel like somebody's right there tonight. Amen. The waves are boisterous around you. Amen. They're contrary. Life just seems to be contrary to you. Amen. Maybe you feel like you're sinking this evening. Maybe you are dealing with some doubt. Maybe you're dealing with some disappointment in life and all you can see is the wind and the waves uh, trying to overtake you. Amen. Just very basic tonight. Very simply cry out to him. Just maybe this is my service. Just maybe this is the time that God will move on my behalf. It is faith and a desperate determination that will defeat doubt and disappointment. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a good hand. I feel the whole. I'm going to close, close my testimony with this little story. Sister Patty Saunders in our church, a number of years ago, she uh, had a condition doctors didn't know Family doctor didn't know what they treated. She had started like little little knots rose up on her hand and arms, and they started treating it like it was some kind of a rash. Nothing seemed to help. He tried several different medications, treatments, or whatever. Nothing seemed to be working. Finally, she went to a specialist, and um, so uh, they did some testing and so forth. And uh, she had an appointment on a Saturday morning. Uh, she didn't drive, and her husband worked, and uh, so they they were able to schedule this uh, consultation with this specialist on a Saturday. And it was we have family prayer and outreach on Saturdays, and it was the, the appointment was uh, before our prayer and outreach. And so she came from that appointment, and the doctor had told her that she had a condition, a disease called dermatomyositis, and it, it's incurable. All they can do is attempt to treat the symptoms. By this time, they were, it was no longer uh, little bumps and rash looking type thing. They were, they were large knots that were beginning to cover her whole body. And uh, she was in tremendous pain. It had been many days since she was able to get, a, uh, uh, get any sleep because of the pain. Nothing that they had, had done to this point was working. 
And so uh, the doctor told her that, that all they can do is attempt to uh, treat the symptoms. And so uh, obviously that was not the news they were wanting. That was very discouraging to her and her husband. And they came on to the house of God. They came on to family prayer. And so uh, they came in late and, and uh, we're, 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 as we normally would do, I would have everyone stand and, and, uh, and just give a little instruction or whatever before we go on outreach. And, and so Sister Patty came in and, and I had everybody stand. She walked up to the front. Now, we'd had a number of guest preachers. This is over the course of two or three months that this ordeal's going on, maybe a little longer than that. I don't remember exactly how long, but I know she'd been prayed for many times by myself and visiting preachers and what have you. And so she came up to the altar uh, for prayer one more time, acting on a maybe. And she walked to the altar and I got the bottle of oil and she had her hands raised. And Brother Riggin, God is my witness before my finger ever touched her forehead with the oil. She screamed as loud as, I, as, loud as I've ever heard anybody scream. And uh, uh, it's gone! It's gone! God instantaneously and miraculously healed Sister Patty Saunders of a disease the doctor said is incurable. I'm talking about the bumps, the knots were immediately gone. She was completely pain free. She went home and went to bed and slept around the clock. Amen. I'm just telling you that God, we serve a God that's able to do anything if we'll but believe. And I'm, I'm talking, let's stand tonight. I, I just feel like I'm talking to somebody. You feel like you've been butting your head up against the wall you feel like you've been there just seems to be no hope you're, you've been disappointed time and again and you're almost afraid to try to step out by faith I'm just challenging you tonight one more time act on a maybe step out of your pew by faith give God one more chance just believe God tonight for a miracle just believe God tonight for the answer let's worship the Lord let's worship the Lord Oh, hallelujah. Let's magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.